Welcome to the Cinema Judge. To all my regulars out there, thank you for showing back up again. And if you're new, welcome aboard. Now, just a little bit about the show before I start up. What we do here, we're all about movies. We don't criticize Hollywood. We don't yell and scream about it. That's not what we do here. I'm here to share movies with people who love movies. That's what we do here. And at the end of the show, I always give a little shout out to last week's listeners, whether it be your city, state, country, whatever it is. And I am just stoked at everybody who shared last week from all over the United States and well, actually the whole world, to be honest with you. I mean, from United States, United Kingdom, Mongolia, Germany, and Japan, I had a lot more listeners. Maybe, maybe it's people like you who are sharing it. And if you are sharing it, thank you so much. It's just so cool to see more and more people listening. If you do like it, like I said, just like it, share it, whatever you want to do, whatever makes you feel comfortable. And speaking of sharing it and stuff I do at the end, a very good friend of mine recently told me at the beginning of the show, let people know kind of, you know, in a nutshell, what you kind of do at the end. So what we do is this. We give you 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is of solid interviews, scenes, anything like that we have in the show. And at the end, what we do is I give out shout outs and thank yous. And I also talk about maybe what I was listening to when I was doing the TV version, which becomes this podcast. Some people really love that part where I talk about different music or whatever, whatever I was listening to. So that is, if you're a new listener, that's kind of our setup. You know, we do a whole bunch of interviews and solid stuff first. And at the end, it's just me freewheeling, just me just kind of talking between you and me, a little chit chat. So approaching the bench today, we have Sing 2. Now here's the lowdown on Sing 2, just in a brief synopsis, if you will. Buster Moon and his friends must persuade a reclusive rock star, Clay Calloway, to join them for opening a new show. Now, this cast is so rich and talented. It's amazing. There's far too many to mention right here. But just for just to skim the surface, Tori Kelly, Reese Witherspoon, Taryn Edgerson, Nick Kroll, Matthew McConaughey, Scarlett Johansson, Nick Offerman, Eric Andre, Halsey, and even Bono. This cast is just, like I said, loaded with talent. So without further delay, here's a trailer for Sing 2. What do you want from me? What do you want from me? What are you wondering? Why do you know? Why are you scared to Hi, my name is what? My name is who? My name is You used to call me on my cell phone. Guys, we're on right now. Now? <gasps> I need big shows, big ideas. Hey, I have a big one. With Clay Calloway? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know Calloway? Clay Calloway is a recluse. No one's seen in over 15 years. I'll give you three weeks to get this show up and running. I won't let you down, sir. Better not, or I'll throw you off the roof. <laughs> There's nothing holding me back. I have 
dreamt of performing in Red Shore City since I was a little kid. There's nothing holding me back. This is Red Shore City, not your little local theater. He's freaking me out. Tippitoes, tippitoes. I don't see your tippitoes. This is my daughter, Portia. She wants to meet Galloway, big fan. My sister is on her way to meet him right now. Wake up! Wake up! Your destination is on the right. On the right. Okay. If you could just give me some dance lessons, you would be saving my life. How do I know that you're not a weirdo? How do I know that you're legit? Playback. She says that she's never afraid. And here she is, the star of our show, Rosita. Oh my gosh. Can I try? No, 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 no. Girl, it's on fire. She's afraid. She'll never be able to play the part. Maybe this is for the best. I'll write you another part, Rosita. Oh. Callaway? Go away! Don't you miss the music? You just need to play again. No, I can't! I haven't even heard one of my songs in over 15 years. And for good reason. <laughs> I have climbed the highest mountains I have run through the field It's okay But I still Your songs will carry you found Just sing What I'm looking for There's only, only one, one way, way left to go, go And that's Dream big dreams That's what I always said, right? There's always a choice just never had the guts to make the right one. Got the robot activating piggy power. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Now, coming up first, we're going to have the first of three featurettes that the studio sent us. Now, in these featurettes, this is what they do. They have like a certain topic they're trying to cover. So they have several of the actors and the director. They compile the one little thing talking about what this movie is about. You know, get the group back together, things of that nature. So this first featurette, you'll hear a lot of the cast members and the director just talking about this movie. Now, like I said earlier in the show, I also make a TV version of this. Now, in these featurettes, you can't see it here because obviously it's a, you know, a podcast. But if you ever want to watch the TV version of this... While they're talking, they're showing clips of the movie, them in the studio, all those kind of things into one giant little, well, not giant, but a little package. So if you ever want to watch the TV version of this, I'll tell you that at the end, how you can watch that. Because it's really kind of fun to watch them in the studio talking, you know, and then just superimposed next to it, you have their character in that scene. This is the first feature at just talking about the movie in general. Okay, guys, just like we rehearsed. Playback! 
Sing to. Sing to. Sing to is incredibly positive. So much fun. Celebratory. I'm telling you, it's a smash. It's like being at a rock concert. I think I saw you. It's about music. It's about joy, friendship. It's literally my dream come true. Good evening. My name is Buster Moon, and it is my pleasure to present to you a brand new show. Welcome back, Mr. Moon, sir. We're getting the gang back together. Okay, this is great news. Ah, big time, baby! <laughs> the dreams are bigger. The stakes are higher. Dream big dreams. That's what I always said, right? This is exactly the kind of big idea I'm talking about. Tippitos, tippitos. I don't see your tippitos. It's such an incredible cast already. And then you add in Bono, Pharrell, and Halsey. Like what in the world? Sing 2 is that perfect trifecta of big laughs, big feelings, big songs. Time to show the world what we're made of. It's time for people to come together and feel just joy. We need some good news. We need a fairy tale to believe in. So sing out loud and dance in the aisles. I want to watch it a thousand more times. I think it's something even Buster Moon would be proud of. This is going to be the greatest show ever made. Coming up next, this is really kind of a fun featurette. They have the choreographer who does all the dancing. Obviously, this is animated. So what she had to do was she had to bring in dancers to do the stuff that she wanted to do so she could see it. Then they could all do that whole connecting, you know, with computers and all that good stuff with the animation. Well, she does, you know, she does a far better job of explaining it than I could ever do it. So here's that featurette. On the dancing. Hi, my name is Sherry Silva, and I am the choreographer of Sing Two. Woo! Johnny, you're going to be working with the number one choreographer in Red Shore City. Yes. My choreography process for Sing Two was: I heard the song, Sueltate. then I brought together a bunch of dancers with different styles. They embodied my choreography, and then the animators turned it into animation. Nushi's one of my favorite characters. Pleased to meet you. I'm Nushi. I'm his dance coach, and I really love that hat. Because cats are flexible, I had her doing flips. And because Nushi's so elastic, I just wanted to push her as far as possible. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. Wow. Mate, you're amazing. Johnny's a very different character. He's not as flexible as Nushi, and he's not as confident as her as well. Come on, Johnny, you can do better. I'm trying. But I also use that as motivation to really push him as far as possible. Come on! Creating the battle with Klaus and Johnny was really intense in the dance studio. I really wanted to show the emotion. When you see it in the animation, you can see that intensity. That's my boy. I'm so excited for people to see Sing 2. You thought Sing 1 was great? Hello, Sing 2 is about to take it to another level. Yeah, that's more like it. Now in that feature, on the TV version, they show you a lot of the dancing, obviously. They show you how they integrate the live action to the animation. And kind of like the next feature, you're going to hear from the director. And the director talks about his process of making a movie. And like the last one, there's a lot of footage of in the studio and them working together. But you still get the idea here. I still think it fits well. And it's, I just love these kind of things where they give you behind-the-scenes footage and the process. 
So here that is, and this is the director. Just imagine it, a spectacular musical. Okay, everybody, lots of energy now. And action! Keep that, keep it light, so the panic is all very small. Okay, from the top. No, 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 stop, stop, no! Hello, my name is Garth Jennings, and I'm the writer and director of Sing. And, sorry, my dog wants to say hello. This is Luna. Anyway, I'm going to take you to the office with me right now and show you something I've not shown anyone before, which is how I make the movies. As you can see, it's in Paris. That's the Eiffel Tower over there, hiding behind that tree. And all the animation is done here. So this is my office. And this over here is my voice booth and record what we call scratch. They're just rough voices. They're not the real voices. They'll be done by the proper actors once I've got it working. But first, let's have a go at some scratch. Now, there's one voice that I was doing for scratch that actually ended up being a real character. Lepsang Sushang, courtesy of Mr. M -b 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 and that was Miss Crawley. Here at the studio, we record all the voices for the movie and we put them all together with the storyboards and we cut a version of the movie. Hi, Mr. Moon. I'm not so good in small spaces. And now we need to record the real actors to bring the characters to life properly. Mr. Moon, I'm Go. not so good in small spaces. Okay, okay. okay. Somebody stick on my trucker. Okay, Sorry. come on, let's get you out of here. Aha! Mina, do you think? That's kind of your size? Now, all our actors are super talented. I am going to win a ton of awards for this. My job is to make sure that the actor is clear on what they're doing and they feel comfortable to just try different things out. <laughs> That's actually quite funny. We could use that for Buster. So we did. We put it in the movie. Hey, this guy doesn't have it figured out, so we can't start work right now. I have to be open and read the actor and try and get the best out of them that also serves my film. If you do it right, it can be the most exciting process in the world. Yeah! I think we pretty much nailed it. There's nothing holding me back. So there's some examples of what it's like to direct animation. I'll be finished on Sing 2 very soon. When it comes out, I really hope you enjoy it. Now coming up next, we're going to hear from Matthew McConaughey. And this is from the red carpet. And a lot of the interviews you're going to hear today are from the red carpet. So that's why you're going to hear a lot of background noise. But I really like what he has to say here about getting this movie done and really kind of what it's about and working hard. So here is Matthew McConaughey. We've had two years of people's dreams getting squashed. And so, in two years where people have just been trying to keep their head above water and survive, don't dream at all, just try and keep your head above water. This movie says, no, do dream big dreams and hustle. Work your backside off to get it to happen. You're going to have to go through rejection. But if you got a good product, if you believe in what you're selling, whatever it is, you or your own product, and you're willing to work for it, Go. Make nonfiction a reality. Make the magic a reality. It's possible. Reese Witherspoon is up next, and she talks about just what jo what kind of joy this movie has brought to families, the first one, and now her hopes for the second one. And this is, again, from the red carpet of the world premiere of Scene 2. This movie is so joyful and such a touchstone for so many families. They've watched it over and over again. So the fact that we get to go back and recreate these characters and have even more fun and make more music and bring in amazing musicians like Bono and Pharrell and, um, and Halsey, it's just incredible. Now coming up next, we're going to hear from the director. And he just talks about what he hopes that people will feel when they leave the theater. These characters are trying to put on a show 
that will bring their audience joy. So that's what we're doing too. We're all in sync there, uh, the filmmakers and the characters in the movie. And the, the, that's the feeling that I want people to leave with, that having had the most beautiful time. That's all I want. Coming up next, we'll hear a little bit more from Reese Witherspoon. It's been a really rough time for a lot of people all over the world. And I think, you know, to, to get together, watch movies, have collective joy, remember that there's so much beauty and so many wonderful things in the world to celebrate. And especially friends and friendship. I've known these a lot of these people for a really long time, like Matthew and Scarlett. And um, it's just nice to, to remember our common humanity. We have a clip for you next. Now, in this clip, we have the whole caster at rehearsal. They're all practicing. And then in walks this character, Portia. She's the daughter of the main guy in charge. And she wants to do this stunt or where she jumps off the upper um, scaffolding, if you will. And then she swings all around. So that's what she does. And you'll guess who the singer is on this when you just hear what she's singing. So here's a clip from Sing 2. Ooh, can I try? No, 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 no. I, I can't let you jump off here. Moan, come on, let her do the thing. Yay! Push your weight! Whoa, hey, uh, Alright, let's get you down, Rosita. Oh my gosh, you guys! This is exactly like the dream I had last night. Seriously, you you were all there, and you and you and that funny-looking guy over there. All of you! And you asked me to sing for you. I... I did? Yeah, and so I was like... This girl is on fire! This girl is on fire! She's walking on fire! This girl is on fire! Well, that's a... Lovely dream you had there, Portia. Tori Kelly is up next, and she's just going to talk about how what a joy this movie is and how we've all waited for so long to have something that's just this much fun to go to the theater for. This movie is is so timely, and we didn't, I mean, it's not like we planned it that way, because obviously with, you know, the craziness of the last couple years, everything kept getting pushed back, and now that it's coming out, it's like, you know what, I think we all could use a little bit of joy and singing and dancing and laughter and it's just such a feel-good film. But at the same time, there's these, you know, deeper messages as well. Now coming up next, we hear from Eric Andre and how he wants people just to walk away feeling better. It's been a rough couple years and I want people to uh, walk away feeling better about humanity. Now up next, we're going to hear again from Tori Kelly and she talks about when they were at the first world premiere and how they, she started hearing rumblings about, hey, we should make a second one. And, you know, and how she hoped they could really expand on the characters in the second one. I remember being at the premiere at the first film, the first thing, and then just like hearing little whispers of like, oh, we should do a second one. And the whole time I was like, that would just be so amazing because I think we could just expand on this story and, you know, keep the great music coming. And I, it's just an honor to be a part of this. And just like that, we have another clip for you. Now, in this clip, again, the, the whole team is rehearsing. And the voice you hear that's yelling in the background is actually the director. He does several voices in this movie. So in this scene, that Portia, the one in the first scene, she comes, you know, sauntering into the sta- sound stage, all, you know, just like, hey, I'm a superstar type person. And then they're just yelling at her, hey, you're late. No, that's just, you know, the gist of the scene. Is that a phone call? 
volcano should have been finished yesterday. But we're on it, Miss Crawley. You made me. Being a Darius, digging from the top of this time, put a little juice in it with that. I'm trying my best, Miss Crawley. A little juice? Koala, who are you? I'm in charge, that's who! Now get your tail of wardrobe, sweetheart! We're gonna hear next from the director, and he talks briefly about the whole process of getting Bono involved in this film. With Bono, it was very much like a, a dream scenario. I actually genuinely didn't think it was gonna happen at the beginning because it's Bono. We've got to ask him because he would be ideal. We'd be mad not to try, and then the next minute I know He's phoning up and talking about this character and this, the, the song and the music that would be part of the story. It was amazing. Now, speaking of Bono, in this next couple of interviews, you're going to hear from Bono and Edge. They're both from U2, in case you don't know. And I love this conversation that they have with each other, talking to the reporter about how it all came about and then the process of it. I just love these kind of interviews. Here it is. These actors are pretty, pretty amazing at the top of their game. I... I don't. I mean, I, I was, I was really taken by Garth for sure, and just to spend time with him, let alone be directed by him or drawn by him as, a, as a lion, as an animated character. That was all great, but just spending time with him, he's he's, he's kind of stays a child in so many ways. He, you know, he can do every voice in there, probably better than any of us actors. He, you know, he directs, he writes. I mean, he's, but he stays like in the sandbox. Final told me that they really wanted us to write a new song for the film uh, and then he went and told Garth that Edge really wants to write a song for the film. In fact he had the idea, it was his idea and when Garth heard the song eventually he went now I know how the movie ends so it was his vision he, well, he figured it out. I had a conversation with him close by here actually, walking around that went on and on and on about singing, the nature of singing and what would dry up a voice because this is the story of a lion who's lost his roar and I said well grief can either open up a voice as it did with me when I was a kid or it can shut things down if you lose your muse if you lose your reason to sing and, and so you know, a bit of, I brought a bit of Irish to it melancholy you know you know, we're sort of crying into your beer type people. But we had a great laugh. We have a clip for you up next. And now in this clip, Bono's character shows up to these guys' hotel for the first time. The character played by Matthew McConaughey is all nervous, so he hides inside of a suitcase and he gets stuck. So anyway, here's that scene. You gotta be kidding me. Hold still. What are you doing in there? Ash, it goes off. Crystal got mad and tried to kill me. What? I thought you were Stugs. Come in here to finish me off. Oh no. It's them. Shh. Pretend we're not here. The first time I leave home in 15 years. And what do I find? The show's off, and this guy's hiding in a suitcase. No, no, don't, don't open the door. I remember you. 
Now, coming up next, we're going to hear from Scarlett Johansson, and she's going to talk about the process of doing voiceover and about how she felt at the end of the first thing and all the emotions involved. Yeah, I mean, I experienced it myself the first thing when, you know, I, it's interesting because we all record our parts in sort of a vacuum and then, you know, we don't necessarily know, and it's over years, and so to see it all put together, you know, we don't necessarily know what else is going on for any other character in the film, um, even though it's part of, you know, big ensemble. And, um, you know, that third act of the first thing, like I was so verklempt. I was like emotional and happy and sad and cheering and excited. And there was like this adrenaline that came with, I just, I, I loved it so much. And then I looked next to me and like my, at the time, three or four-year-old daughter was having her experience with, you know, the story and and all of her friends were, you know, just the characters are so, um, you know, they're just very well fleshed out. They just feel like very real, real, well, I would say people, but they're animals, but they're, they're, you know, completely relatable. Um, Yeah, you just root for them. You want them to win. And I think it's, you know, that sort of like, it's, uh, it, it it's feels that way like it's a it feels multi-generational because of that now up next we'll hear from nick kroll and he's gonna talk about the cast and a little bit about the movie the first film all these people like reese and matthew and and everyone scarlet everyone who's involved in the first one was great and then the second one to have bono and pharrell and halsey and then a bunch of uh very good friends of mine bobby cannavale and chelsea Preddy and eric andre who i've known forever um it's a real it's a pleasure to be in a movie with so many people that i either know or have admired for many many years it's about dreaming big dreams and taking chances and um and i think that this film is also to me about working together and 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 you know, to put on a big show, whether you're in show business or not, is about finding a group of people uh, that you really can uh, depend on and that depend on you, and, and together you can you can make anything happen. Now, coming up next, you can hear from Matthew McConaughey, and he also talks about the cast and how everybody has their own particular talent and what they bring to it and how they make it all work together. It's a very eclectic group. Everyone's got a different talent. It's very much like a film set or a great band. Everyone's got a specific talent that they need to be the pro at. Not everyone does the same thing as well as each other, but that's what any great team does. You've got different independent components that do, uh, do what they do really well, and if everyone does their job really well, then you can make some magic happen. Scarlett Johansson is up next, and she's going to talk about how it's a multi-generational appeal this movie has. I think the film is it's kind of got a multi-generational appeal. Um, and I think the characters in the film are very endearing and the film has a lot of humor and it's got these incre- this incredible soundtrack and it's very exciting. And, you know, there's a big problem and then we go about solving it and it just feels like um, you want these characters to win. And I, I just think it, it, it's just generally appealing because of that. You know, it works. Coming up next, we have another clip. In this clip, the team is trying to sell their idea to the guy in charge of the show. So what's the show called? What's it called? Um, Gunther, you, uh, you want to tell Mr. Crystal what it's called? Uh-huh, it's called Out of This World. Out of This World. That's right. Just imagine it. 
Ash? Uh, yeah, I got it. A spectacular musical that takes your audience out of this world. I want to run. I want to hide. I want to tear down the walls that hold me inside. I love this song. I want to reach out and touch the flame. Now, up next, we're going to hear from Eric Andre, and he talks about the importance of people who feel marginalized and maybe have some low self-esteem, that this movie might speak to them. I think it's important for um, people that have low self-esteem or people that feel unseen or marginalized to persevere in the face of adversity. Tori Kelly is up next, and she talks about the messages in this film. Like you said, it has so many different messages behind the film. I think one of them being to never stop dreaming. And, you know, we see in the first film that, like, Buster Moon has this huge dream, everyone has this big dream, and they have all these setbacks. I think what's really amazing about this movie is that they're still pursuing a dream, but now it's together. So now they're in this group, and they have each other's back, and it's just, like, really heartwarming and touching. And I think that just speaks to, I mean, that's real life. It's like you can't really achieve everything without you know your, your support system and your family and your friends and you know it means so much more when they're there with you so I, I just love that about this movie. Now in our next scene we actually have Tori Kelly in it and what the scene is she's this really nervous wannabe singer and she got teamed up with this you know kind of a celebrity big shot and he's really full of himself so in the scene they're sitting by a mirror and they're talking and at one point he's like looking in the mirror kind of going oh yes oh, I'm quite the man and all these things. And he, she corrects him on her name, and he kind of like was really rude to her. So here's that scene from Sing To. Mina, come and meet your partner. Oh my gosh, he's here? Yep. He's called Darius. Won a ton of awards, and I think you guys are going to have great chemistry. You'll never be alone. I can be a gentleman. Anything you want. Wow, Really great, Darius. Uh, yeah, it's a scene from The Last Shaws, and I'm sure you heard of it. Hope Against Hope. Gosh, I won every award in town. I had the Golden Piccolo for Best Crying, uh, the Archer Newman Award for Outstanding Hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, my co-star, she was just like you, Gina. She it, was, it's uh, Mina. Excuse me? M- my name, it's Mina, not Gina. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> In the future, if you could not interrupt me, that would be way better. Okay, okay, let's rehearse. Now, just a heads up for you guys, for those who are going to watch the TV version of this, what I have in the TV version next is a whole bunch of clips back-to-back. They're not necessarily clips, but they're scenes. And in these scenes, you have the actor voicing them, you know, side-by-side, so you get to see them in the studio and then actually how how it looks on film. Obviously, I can't do that here because you'll just hear a bunch of dialogue, you know, you know, going back and forth, and it wouldn't make no, any sense without seeing it for what they're trying to portray. You know, I, I hate cutting parts from the show for the podcast, but if you're just driving to work or at work or doing whatever you're doing, you might just like, well, these are just random little segments of them speaking, and that's what it would sound like if you can't see it. Now, that being said, like I said earlier in the show, if you do want to watch a TV version of this, go to the Bloomington, Minnesota's webpage, BLM, as in Bloomington, dot MN, backward slash BTV dash shows, 
And then when you get to the search bar there, just type in Cinema Judge, and then a whole bunch of shows will show up. But just a heads up, this show, if you're listening to it like the day it drops or the next couple days after, it might not be online yet. I mean, well, I mean, I already uploaded the, the TV part, but it was the weekend, so they might not be there the th- next day or so, just upload it. But it will be there, so give it time. But if you're listening to this, you know, two or three years from now, it's already up there. But I don't want to feel like I'm lying to you and saying that, hey, it's there, and you happen to go there right away, and hey, he lied. Well, I didn't. It's just going to take some time. But it will be there. Well, I hope you enjoyed our in-depth look at Sing 2. Now, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, any way to improve the show, please feel free to let me know. Cinemajudge at Hotmail.com. Like I always say, I can't fix what I don't know is broken. Or if you just want to go to Instagram too, look up the Cinema Judge and drop me a DM. I'm all for improving. Just let me know what I could do differently or what you like or what you don't like. Well, that's it. Everything after here is what I talked about earlier, is where I give shout outs, thanks, talk a little music, just a little chit chat between you and me. So you won't miss anything about Sing 2 from this point on. But now it's shout out time. For all of you all around the world, I hope my voice finds you well. For all of you listening at work, at home, whatever you're doing, I appreciate it. Taking time of your life to listen to this, I can't even tell you how much I appreciate it. Wherever, whenever, or whatever you're doing, this shout out is for you. Every one of you from all over the world. And like I told you earlier, those of you who have shared the show with other people, and when it shows up here, whether it be another city or just another time in your location, I do a complete happy dance all over the United States. United Kingdom, you guys did a you know a lot more than usual, and I don't know if you shared it or whatever you did, but thank you, United Kingdom, for sharing the show and listening to it. Same thing goes for Mongolia. You guys either shared it or whatever you did. In Germany, you guys, thanks for sharing and listening. It means the world to me. In Japan, thank you so very much for listening, sharing, letting other people know. Another thing a friend of mine told me recently about when I do this shout out and thank you, if I butcher your name of your location and you would like me to do it better, please let me know. Either send me an email or whatever. I won't reply back unless you want me to. I just want to let you know. If I'm butchering your location and you don't like it, let me know. I just want to give you, you know, just throw that out there. St. Paul, Minnesota. Minneapolis. New York, New York. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Alexandria, Virginia. Pasadena, California. Pensacola, Florida. Pacoma, California. I might have said that one wrong, but thanks, California. White Plains, New York. Burnsville, Minnesota. Monomouth Junction, New Jersey. Man, thanks, New Jersey. For all you guys who, who listen, thank you so much. Trowbridge, Wiltshire. West Springfield, Mass. Nutley, New Jersey. Again, New Jersey. Bergenfield, New Jersey. Again, New Jersey. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for stopping in. Nevis, Minnesota. Poplar Tower, Hamlets. Munich, Bavaria, Frankfurt, Hess. Again, I, I said that one wrong, but you know you know what I'm saying. Ulan, Batar, Ulan, Batar, hot. Every one of you, thank you so much for stopping in. And I'm going to try one other thing here for some of those I couldn't pronounce. I'm going to try to hit the pronounce button here or the whatever it is, but I'm, bear with me on this one. Give me one second. Fukuoka, Ulan, Batar, Ulan, Batar, hot. Frankfurt M. Main, Hess. Trowbridge, Wiltshire. Wanstead, Redbridge. Uh-huh. What do you think of them apples? Until I get to, you know, figure out how to say it myself, 
I figured, hey, you guys deserve your place pronounced right, so until then, I'll do that. If it's too cheesy, eh, just know I appreciate it. But now, it's time for my bourbon toast. This week, it goes out to die. Diane, you are awesome. Always supporting my show, sharing it. I am very grateful. All the years back, when we used to work back in the day, pulling those Pier 39 stickers, everything lined up, extremely hot between those machines, whether it be winter or summer, and then you always wore those overalls on top of your pajamas. Classic. It was, that that image is just seared into my mind. So to die, I thank you, and I appreciate you. Cheers. And now, for the music section. When I was making this episode, I went on a wide variety of music, you know, genres in this one. I first started out on some 80 hair bands. I first started off with Poison, Best of 20 Years of Rock. Then I moved on to Cinderella, Rocked, Wired, and Bluesed. And I remember the one song by Cinderella. I mean, they had a lot of great hits. But one that stuck out to me that I've always remembered was that one song, You Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. Well, when I was working at some job years ago, I was delivering mail. And I'm coming back, and that song was on. And the truck that they gave us to deliver the mail was just loaded. It was stacked to play loud. And of course, what did I do? I cranked it. Here I am, barreling down the road having that song cranked and I'm booking down the road and the light's about to change and I have to take a left turn and I'm screaming this song at the top of my lungs, just acting like a complete moron. I take a left turn. Next thing I know, I'm on two wheels. I am turning that corner on two wheels going, oh man, I am toast. I'm going to flip this bad boy. Luckily, I landed back down on all fours and I kept going, but I kept the pedal to the metal. I just kept booking. Anyway, I Whenever I hear that song, it reminds me of that moment in my life when I'm just young and just cranking tunes and devil may care type thing. And then I moved on to Quiet Riot, Metal Health. And that one's just loaded with great songs. I, I That one just sticks in my head. But a little side note on that one. There's a song on there called Thunderbird. And I, used to, I always love it. Even when I'm driving down the road, even to this day, if I'm on an open road and I have to be by myself, I crank that bad boy up and I just belt it out. But once I started researching the song, that song was written about Randy Rhodes. Now, you might know Randy Rhodes played for Ozzy, and eventually he died in a, you know, a plane crash. But this was their song saying to him, you know, before he died, it was about him kind of leaving the band. But then he died while they were making it, and they kind of went, re- they went back and reworked it a little bit. But when you listen to the lyrics... Think about that from a band member saying goodbye to another band member, first leaving the band, but then forever leaving the land. And then I went on, I, I switched gears. I went from the hair bands, and then I went on to the great Jimmy Buffett, his greatest hits. And that's, and again, he has more than just one hit. A lot of us only know Margaritaville, but there's so much more to him. His songs can be so deep. If you really you know, listen to him, give him a shot. I mean, there's some really funny ones, of course. You know, Cheeseburgers and Paradise, and I could go on and on but he is truly a great songwriter. If you ever have time, give Jimmy Buffett a better shot. And I still wasn't done with the show then. But then I go, you know what? Sting just put out a new album, The Bridge. So I re-listened to that one. You know, it's really pretty darn good too. So finally, I was able to finish this show listening to Sting, the new album, The Bridge. Well, that is it. My glass awaits. I'm thirsty. So cheers to you, 
into the movies. So until next time, be well, be good, and I'm gone. I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Judge. (laughs) 